Lakers show some fight, but unfortunately, it is not enough to beat Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Lakers fall to the Bucks 102-109. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, listen, I know the Lakers lost tonight. Frustrating because I actually think they had a chance to win this one, but at the end of the day, it was a competitive game and a very tough game. I'm proud of the way the Lakers played. It's hard to go up against the Milwaukee Bucks when, you know, both Giannis and Chris Middleton played. And of course, we were out without LeBron James. What do you think of tonight's performance by our purple and gold? Well, Hannah, you know, I think the Lakers showed some fight. I mean, my expectations are fairly low right now, but they played a good game. They played a hard game. There were times during the game they played pretty good defense, but, you know, Giannis scored 47 points and, frankly, completely embarrassed Anthony Davis tonight. So, I mean, if Giannis is going to score 47 points, uh, they had no answer for him. There was no way the Lakers were going to win. Yeah, there was definitely no stopping Giannis. And it's interesting because, actually, going into this game, Giannis wasn't supposed to play tonight, which is, I think, why the Lakers actually chose to rest LeBron James in an extra game. I do think LeBron will be back in the lineup Friday. would be pretty darn surprised if he's not, but... I think the plan was the reason that they rested LeBron tonight again was because Giannis wasn't supposed to play. And then, of course, uh, once the game started, we all realized, wait, he's actually playing. And then, of course, couldn't stop him. You know, you mentioned Dad tonight. He was completely unstoppable. Anthony Davis was not great tonight. Only 18 points, uh, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 9 for 15 from the floor, but just wasn't as active. And, you know, you got to give Giannis credit. A lot of that was due to him. Yeah, I mean, Giannis really humbled Anthony Davis. I mean, if there was ever a question, you know, who's the better player, I mean, I think we saw the answer tonight. But Anthony Davis didn't play poorly. You know, again, uh, <laughs> this this was not the Chicago debacle. It wasn't the loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, which was embarrassing. The Lakers, you know, played pretty well tonight. Uh, there were times they played well. You know, I, I think one real big silver lining is that Talon Horton Tucker looks like a real NBA player, and that's really a positive. Yeah, I wanted to mention THT. He was, for the second game in a row now, the Lakers' leading scorer. Tonight had 25 points, a 12 rebounds, data, and three assists, as well as two steals and a block. So THT, ever since his return, he has been playing exceptionally well. You know, the other night uh, against the Chicago Bulls, he was the Lakers' leading scorer as well with 28 points. So to see him follow up that impressive game, which I think was actually his career high, that 28-point game, with another uh, 25-point performance and being the Lakers' leading scorer again, it's impressive. You know, Dad, going into the season, a lot of people were extremely excited about THT. Uh, I was one of them. You know, obviously, he shows a lot of promise. The sky's the ceiling for him. He's such a versatile player. I really respect how he plays with so much confidence. I mean, Dad, he's a young guy. What is he, only 20, 21 years old? So... He plays like he's been in this league for a few years, so it's really nice to see that since he's been back, he's been playing consistently because, listen, a lot of the other Laker role players have not been. We're going to talk about that again, but THT, great tonight again. Yeah, how many minutes did THT play tonight? Do you see that? He actually played the most minutes out of anyone tonight, uh, 38 minutes, just just under 39, actually, 38-58. Okay, well, that is a lot of minutes. You know, yeah, no, he was great. I mean, he's, he's the most positive thing about the team right now. Um, you know, I like the way the Lakers started this game. They took a 10-point lead in the first quarter, and everything was going pretty well. They were playing with a starting lineup of AD, THT, and, uh, um, and uh, you know, I guess Avery Bradley, and uh, everything was going well. And then, of course, Frank 
Vogel did it again. He took these guys out too early. He started playing around with the rotation, and we started to suffer, and they caught up. You know, Frank Vogel's rotations are driving me insane, Hannah. He's got to decide who are the five best players on this team, and he's got to play them and not just keep rotating guys in and out just just for the sake of rotating them. I, I can't figure out what he's doing. Yeah, I completely agree with you, and I know my Laker fam does as well because if you look on Twitter, uh, almost every game now and for a few hours after, Frank Vogel is uh, trending and not in a good way. Um, a lot of Laker fam is, they're done with him. They're over his rotations. But you know what? I completely agree. It's frustrating, too, because he just can't seem to find the guys he wants to stick with. And, you know, he's so set in his ways and his minutes as well. You know, a guy will be having, a, you know, an, a lights-out shooting performance, and he'll take him out no matter what. If he's played the amount of minutes that he, that he had, you know, set in his mind going into the game, he's, you know, no in no way, shape, or form able to adjust at all determining on what's happening with the game. And it's very frustrating, Dad, because, listen, I'm not the coach of the Lakers, uh, but I, I could definitely see where – uh, his rotations are frustrating, and I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, again, another example of that tonight is, you know, I thought Avery Bradley has been playing pretty well lately. He's in the starting lineup. You know you can always count on him to play really good defense. He's knocking down some shots. But in the fourth quarter, who does he have on the court? Kent Bazemore, of all people. You know, again, I like Kent Bazemore as a person. I used to like him as a player, but he's been God awful for the Lakers this year. And, it, you know, he can't score right now. He couldn't score if his life depended on it, Hannah. You could outscore him right now. And they had him on the four, in, the, in the game in the fourth quarter, and he played, you know, some significant minutes in the fourth quarter. I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, grandma Birdie, my, my grandma <laughs> who's been dead for years and years, could score faster than Kenton Bazemore, I think. Could. I mean, Kenton Bazemore again tonight was 0 for 5, 0 points, just literally zeros across the board besides two rebounds. Uh, and he did a, he did have one steal, so I'm sorry. Uh, he had one steal and two rebounds, but... Yeah, let's talk about Wayne Ellington's stats tonight. Yeah, Wayne Ellington, again, uh, an astounding one for seven tonight. Uh, he made one three-pointer, so he had three points. I mean, Dad, it's just these two guys in particular, but especially Kent Bazemore, because Wayne Ellington has had, I think, a couple games. I know he's had at least one game where he scored a little bit, but Kent Bazemore has done absolutely nothing on the offensive end. He's been okay defensively, but offensively, Dad... I mean, I'm done with him. Take him out. I don't see any purpose really in playing him. You know, the other fiasco here is whoever put this lot, this roster together in the offseason, a lot of people say that it was really LeBron James who put this together. But it, frankly, Hannah, it's a fiasco, and you and I knew it in the preseason. We got a bunch of midgets playing right now. We, we literally have, we have Anthony Davis and four guards playing most of the time. And that's why we can't get, not only can we never get an offensive rebound, but the other team gets like three or four shots every time because we don't have anybody who can get a rebound. And Anthony Davis, of all things, the guy they've got playing center, he's playing way out on the, on the perimeter. So we never have anybody under the basket to try to contest for an offensive rebound. And on the other side of the ball, we can't get rebounds because we're so much shorter than all the other guys. We don't have any forwards on this team. Yeah, you know, it really makes no sense to me because, you know, we got Dwight, we got DeAndre Jordan, and those two guys, Dwight only played eight minutes tonight, DJ only played five minutes. I don't really understand it. I mean, I know maybe offensively those two guys aren't going to provide a ton unless it's a, you know, a dunk or a lob. But listen, like you mentioned, Dad, we're getting killed on the boards every single night. You know, we really have potentially, you know, no rim protection. 
we need to be playing our bigs a little bit more. Absolutely, Hannah. Look, if if the guards are knocking down three-point shots, well, that's one thing. But when, you know, they're not. When when Bazemore can't score, Ellington couldn't score tonight, Malik Monk didn't have a good game tonight. You know, if we're not going to be knocking down those shots, then you, we got to go big and at least have something inside, especially against Giannis. There were so many times tonight where Anthony Davis got pulled out and Giannis was being guarded by one of our 6'3 guards. It was like a joke. It was humorous almost. Yeah, I mean, I know that Frank Vogel, you know, in the past, the last couple of seasons, has liked that that kind of three-guard lineup. But it's maybe worked for us in the past. But listen, it's a different season. You've got to be able to adjust. For the love of God, read the room, make some adjustments. It's clearly not working. And so far, he has yet to make those adjustments. So obviously, it's still early on in the season. Maybe he'll finally get it after tonight's game. We can only pray and hope that he gets it. But I think the Lakers moving forward going to have to um, take advantage of their size and some of their players that they actually do have because we do have some big guys on this team. We're just not using them at all. Yeah, and again, I understand Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan are, are not in their prime at this point, but they still are good, solid players, and they can rebound. At least when they're in the game, we can at least try to get an offensive rebound once in a while. But when they're out of the game and it's Anthony Davis who's playing out on the perimeter, it's so funny because every time we take a shot, there's like no Laker. There's like four opponents under the basket to get the rebound. There's not even a Laker there contesting for an offensive rebound. No, I completely agree. Listen, Dad, I'm frustrated by it. I know my entire Laker fam listening is frustrated by it as well. But, Dad, uh, at the end of the day, this was an exciting game. I'm proud that the Lakers actually uh, stuck in there because I'm not going to lie, they did go down by 10 at times and I thought to myself uh oh this is it this is when all of a sudden the Bucks are going to put the their foot on the gas we're going to go down by 30 but it didn't happen the Lakers really hung in there they fought in this game and you know what dad I don't think it's crazy to say that had we had LeBron James and even if we didn't have LeBron had we just had a couple more guys like Ellington and I don't know maybe Ken Bazemore uh knock down a shot or two I think we could have won this game you know, Hannah, I want to see Kendrick Nunn and I want to see Trevor Ariza. I don't think we're going to see any, either of them anytime soon. But, yeah, I, I just, you know, at least we played a pretty good third quarter because at halftime it looked like the end was coming quick and I just predicted disaster in the third quarter. But we actually outplayed Milwaukee in the third quarter and we're only down by two going into the fourth quarter, but we just couldn't sustain it. Yeah, you know, end of the day, proud of the Lakers fight and Next game, Dad, pretty darn sure we're going to get LeBron James back, which is definitely going to help. I know we need him. Listen, we've tried our best without him, but we need the king back. we we got to start getting some wins. I know my Laker fam is getting pretty frustrated with all these losses that are starting to pile up. And you know what, Dad? I think Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza hopefully will be uh, back in the lineup relatively soon. Again, it's probably not going to be that soon, but definitely in the next month or so, we can only hope. But we get LeBron James back on Friday, most likely, so that's a huge step in the right direction and austin reeves my guy oh yeah your main man austin reeves yeah nobody's talking about him I, when they when he got hurt they said he'd be out a couple of weeks it's been at least a couple of weeks but you know they could use him because at least he's got a little bit of size to him exactly well dad i'm excited for a friday night's game lakers gonna be taking on the boston celtics always great when we uh, play the celtics you know that rivalry is still alive and strong so that's gonna be it uh, for tonight's show thank you all so much for listening let me know i asked this on twitter but i'm curious to those listening what is one word to describe this lakers loss let me know you can tweet me my twitter is at hannah underscore kulik or of course message me on instagram my instagram is at hannah rose kulik until next time laker hand and laker dad are out bye everyone